Uh, who are you? ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zana Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Money. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they watch it. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline. Yeah, we're back. And it's Sunday. It's a football Sunday. It's a make money Sunday. And I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? Nice to be back, my man. A little week off, but we're back. We're ready to go. Man, fantasy season's almost halfway over. It's time to make those moves. This this season's moving weird right like it seems like it's at first it was kind of dragging it seemed to me and then all of a sudden it's oh here we are and then and hop skipping away from midseason and what happens from there now we're hearing new uh i guess we'll call it news of players that we didn't expect to to be in the realm of football we'll get into that this very first segment but first let's get to the guy behind the glass our man aaron you might know him as aaron from the blitz you might know him as Aaron from happy hour it's not happy hour here but it is going to be a get hype hour for the next two hours keeping us in line on the ones and twos, what's going on, Aaron? Oh, not much. Happy to be here. Waking up finally. Took me a little <laughs> bit, but I'm ready to go. I felt that way this morning, too. It's uh, Maybe it's the weather. We're finally getting a little bit of cold. It's starting to feel like football season. It feels like football season. It's going to look like football season out in the Denver-Kansas uh, City Chiefs game. As we're hearing that it's going to be a snowstorm, we're going to get into what that means. Does it mean anything? Because the points have dropped from a gambling standpoint. A little bit of everything we're going to get into, but first, uh, you know, I mentioned that some players are back in the football world that maybe we didn't expect. Again, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get on any of this talk, Antonio Brown pops back up in the news. Who? Antonio Brown pops up in the news, and um, what do you think? Um, we knew. Remember, we talked about on the show that he was going to play his cards right. He was going to. Hopefully get the charges dropped, all that as, as far as criminal charges and whatnot, getting those, I guess, settled past that. Now having to deal with what the NFL was throwing at him. Once you get past all that, there's still talent under that helmet. There is, and we know that him and Tom, they've worked together before. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. It makes sense, though, right? Because Godwin's been banged up this year. Mike Evans has been playing hurt. They need another threat, and man, I think he's going to play in the slot. We know how Brady works with slot receivers. I, I think he's going to produce. How do we you know feel? that game against the, the the Dolphins. Remember last year, he he scored. He put up numbers. So I I don't see why that would be any different. How do you feel right now about the Buccaneers' outlook going forward as to what you felt preseason? Do you feel more confident, less confident? Have they proved anything to you? Have they gotten better? Because we've seen them pick up now two big names, Fournette and Antonio Brown. What do you think? I, 
they're about what I expected them to be. You know, they're really their run defense is really good. I, I've been impressed with their defense. You saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they in what they did against Aaron Rodgers, why they had success, they pressured him. You know, we'll see if the Texans I don't I don't think the Texans have enough to pressure Rodgers like the Bucks did, but I've been really impressed with their defense to tell you the truth and and Brady, I I'm one of those guys that didn't think he fell off a cliff. You, you know, I've been with I've been consistent on that. I'm with you. And and he's he's playing the way I thought he he should play. So, you know, you talked about how, you know, before the season you were talking about betting on the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. And that's why I asked yeah. like, how do you feel because I I, it's like everything that I knew would happen. Okay, we knew the schedule was tough up top. We knew that they were going to struggle. So then I thought to myself, man, let me wait if I am going to do it. But then I always knew they're going to pick up somebody. If anybody hits their free agent market, they're going to be buyers, especially with Brady being – they're all in right now. And then even Arians coming out and saying before, there's tape on him saying – we will not have anything to do with Antonio Brown. He doesn't fit what we're doing here. I guarantee you all that took to change that was Tom Brady going, hey, I like him. He's a weapon. I've played against him. I know what it's like. I need him here. Let's do it. If we were so desperate on the Patriots organization to take a chance on him and Bilicek took a chance on him, why can't you take a chance on him? It's kind of like, you know what? Okay, well, what are we going to offer him? Now that you see the contract, it's all incentive-based. That's what you want because now he's proven. He, those bills ain't going to pay themselves. People say, man, this is a, you know, when people say this is a prove it year, you know, this is, I call it a, them bills ain't going to pay themselves year because Antonio Brown, he was living a certain lifestyle and that certain lifestyle wasn't getting paid off of those raps. Okay. Raps wasn't paying all the, the, the way he was living. So now all of a sudden he's got to make that money back. What if, what if he goes off? Like, what if he goes off now, all of a sudden someone's going to want to pay him big money again. Yeah, he's got to pay for those court costs, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's got bills Those penis pay. gummies. Yeah, those aren't cheap. Those are very expensive penis gummies he was throwing around. So he needs that money. And, you know, it, it's interesting. They've, you know, they made that trade for McClendon this week to kind of shore up their defensive line because, you know, Vea got hurt. Exactly. But I think he's played in that system before. So I think that's a good fit. You know, and they still have Dominic, you know, and Sue in that line too. So – they can still stop the run. And we talked about it on the show last year that, you know, they were a defense that you would target as a fantasy owner early in the season. But as the season went on, they became one you wanted to avoid. And that's been the case in this season as well. They're, I have them in one of my fantasy leagues. And to me, you start them every week. It's the predicament they were in with Winston. It was just a totally different game. We always talk about game script. So it was either he was going to have a great game but then still throw picks and put you in a in a high scoring situation to where the defense can guess but now it's they got a game manager a guy that knows he's not going to put you in that bad of positions i mean we did see that game the first game of the season when brady came out there threw a pick whatever but we know that on most parts on most days brady's not going to put you in that predicament now you have a structured system and you have Todd Bowles uh, an ex head coach you have him up there they were the number 1 rush dvoa team last year number 1 in rush defense dvoa were the buccaneers so nothing's really changed they were top 7 in quarterback hits and pressures so they've always gotten to the quarterback what was wrong though that they were in bad game scripts they were in shootouts winston was putting them in short fields before you know it the scoreboard reads 30 and the buccaneers lose and it's like wow they got to score 38 yeah i mean you throw 30 picks you know, you're giving the, the offense the ball at your own 30-yard line all the time when you're doing that. The next 30 for 30, Jameis Winston in 2019. That's what it was. And and look where we are now. Again, I don't I don't know but because I don't think that they've hit their ceiling yet. 
You know, they haven't had Godwin all the way 100 consecutive weeks. Scotty too hotty Miller's been a little bit hobbled. Um, Mike Evans has been on and off as far as he's always been game time decisions going out there. What happens and he when he looks this, slow too? But yeah. he looks he looks like he's playing hurt. Yeah, he is. he is. He's just out there basically using his physical attributes, his size and stuff to get in the end zone, getting some red zone targets. But what happens when they all get healthy? What happens when they add Antonio Brown? I mean, if you look at that backfield. <sighs> If you if you start rating backfields in the in the NFL, I'm not going to say they're one of the best, but they have a depth. They have options. One day it might not be for him. Monday it might be for Jones, as it has been lately, and he's looked good. And the the difference is with Leonard Fournette, they've been able to get him healthy. He's not having to play hurt like he did in Jacksonville. So that ankle should be right. He practiced this week. He should be good to go. But the big story: Ronald Jones has looked good, and Gronk. Yeah, I mean, Gronk. let's talk. Let's go back to a few weeks ago when he said, I'm here to block, laughing out loud. <laughs> and everyone looked at him and just said, all right, he's joking. And then the very next week, and then now I think in the last, since that comment, I believe he's second in that team on targets and air yards. He's and, getting it. And it was because of injuries, right? You know, because Mike Evans is limping around out there. Godwin's been banged Howard's up. Howard's gone. Yeah, they've, they've needed him to throw the ball to. And he's, he's come through. Now they're getting Antonio Brown. They're getting people healthy. And I think the other thing is, I don't feel great about the Saints. Do you? You know, like this Michael Thomas thing. Like that's why I backed yeah. out. I'm not going to lie. Another reason, whenever I looked at the, the that bet I was going to make, like, so the bet we're referring to, I was going to put a grand to win. It was what fifteen, eighteen thousand for the for the Bucks to win the the Super Bowl. But not because I thought they would win the Super Bowl, but because I thought that they would get there, and then I could bet hedge it backwards. I could start betting against them and guaranteeing me some kind of profit. As it got closer, I started listening to folks. I started just getting a little scared. Then I looked at that. I looked at that uh, schedule. They have one of the toughest first 10 games in football. So I started thinking, man, the short season, the the short preseason, uh, maybe they're going to take a little bit of time to get going. And then I started looking at the Saints to going back to what you're saying. Then I said, man, this looks like the Saints year. They came up just a little bit short. Breeze came along strong a little bit towards the end of last year. Michael Thomas is a monster. Where do we feel like Michael Thomas is now because – I mean, it's it's it, don't get me wrong, injuries too, but we're hearing that it's a little bit between the ears too, and we've yeah. seen it on Twitter. We've seen this for years now on Twitter with Michael Thomas, but now we're we're hearing that it's true. Yeah, and we're seeing Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk saying that the Saints might listen to a trade. I, and then you have Sean Payton coming back on Twitter and firing back at him and, and saying that's why these guys are outsiders. They need to stay on the outside. But maybe there's something to it, but... Uh, it, that worries me. And Michael Thomas is one of those guys where, like, he'll go, like, guys that are draft experts, like Daniel Jeremiah and these guys, like, he'll fire at them on Twitter. You said I was a second-round pick. You're trash. You don't know anything. Like, he's one of those guys that takes everything personally. You have to wonder if he's like that with, you know, in the locker room with, with the guys he plays with and the coaches, if he's just kind of, you know, a pain in the ass to deal with. And it comes down to we, we talk about – which is the most diva-like, let's call it, position in football, and the wide receiver position, it, it, it is one of those. I mean, we just we opened up with Antonio Brown. Look, yeah. look what happened with Antonio Brown. Look how high and how low it, his life had to go between he finally, I guess, now saying he found a common ground. I saw uh, the interviews with um, with Primetime with Deion Sanders. He had those one-on-one sit-downs, and I'm not. I'm trust. I've. I've had that guy in the organization. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Like I've seen him. I don't believe him that he. I think. I think that he just came to a to a senses that man. I can't keep being that hardhead I was being. But I don't think he learned his lesson so much. I I got a no. feeling like if you give him the keys and he gets going like in the next few years, he's going to be back to it. Is he going to call Tom Brady a cracker? 
That's what I want to see. He might. That's the thing. <laughs> like, what happens on that team when he doesn't start getting the ball as much, right? Because you still got – he's used to being the one, right? So yeah. where does he fall in on there? Because I've seen some guys saying that Godwin would fall back, which, don't get me wrong, if, if it's hard to say that Godwin would or not, but – how do you just throw Godwin back when he's on that he's on that brink of breaking into that next tier of of wide receivers? This was supposed to be his year. We've always talked about the 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 talk about Godwin last year. It was the the Godwin hype PC season. Now it's this year. Now it's like okay, we're gonna take a step back with Antonio Brown. Well, I mean, they both run a lot of routes out of the slot, right? So you have to wonder. And in Godwin, he's he's played lately, but you can tell that. And he's produced, but you can tell he's not 100%. When you just, with your eyes, you can tell, like, man, he still looks banged up. Are you buying the Antonio Brown hype, uh, Aaron? Are you, would you as a GM, if you're in, let's say, the Buccaneers position, because we know that their window's real small. We know that it's with Brady, however long he lasts. And then after that, we don't know what happens. So would you take that chance knowing that this is all we got right now? We got to take our chances. I mean, Signing him to a one-year deal slightly over the minimum. I feel like in the NFL, yeah, to normal people are like, that's a couple million dollars. What in the world? Like, yeah, but to an NFL team, that's literally pennies. So if you throw down $2 million, $2.5 million that he comes in and you say, okay, you've got what, 10 weeks left? Yep. You get to prove yourself. If you want another contract, we'll talk about it. But you've got 10 weeks to not act like a fool, which you have done, the last four years of your career, you got two and a half million dollars. You can either, most people living, again, living our lives, somebody handed you two and a half million dollars right now, you're going to put it in a bank and you're going to live off of that for a long time. You're not going to worry about it. He's not going to do that. It's pocket money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's walking That's, around money. Like, yes, he's probably not in the best financial situation having not worked, really worked lately. But at the same time, he's not going to treasure that $2.5 million. So if he acts like an idiot, he's going to get booted. I don't think he's going to – from a personality standpoint, I don't think it will prevent him from doing his antics and being himself. But maybe it did. Maybe something has changed in him. If I'm a GM, I'm throwing him the little bit of change and saying, let's see what you can do. It's low risk, right? Yeah. yeah. Low risk, high reward. Worst comes to worst, you cut him. You're what hit two million on the on the salary cap for the rest of the season? Oh, boo hoo! Yeah, it's it's really nothing for a team. I, I think it's worth a shot. There was some talk that Seattle was acting like they were interested just so that somebody else would sign him. That do, was do you buy into I that? saw those rumors. That's yeah. crazy. I don't know. If, I mean, come on. Now we're now we're going levels ahead. And, and uh, don't get me wrong, it could be. But how much do they really benefit off that if they can't pinpoint the exact team? And I, I tell you right now when. Many teams and GMs woke up the morning after that happened or when that news broke, and they didn't feel happy about it. I guarantee you, if you're an opponent, you can't feel happy about Antonio Brown ending up on the Buccaneers. However you want to look at it, now you have Evans, Godwin, Brown, Miller, Gronk. You have everyone. Yeah, they're loaded. The only thing they're missing is my bookie. <laughs> that's the only thing they're missing is my bookie. You don't want to miss my bookie. No, you don't, and that's why I'm going to tell you right now to use promo code RADIO. Get over there right now, and they're going to double your deposit to get you started. What does that mean? That There's many guys that are listening right now and maybe new to the show and say, you know, I don't really gamble like that. I just want to get my feet wet. I just want to – I don't want to lose my, my marriage over here gambling the mortgage. I just want to put a little 100 bucks. Well, now your 100 turns into 200, right? And now you have a chance to, to dip your feet in there and kind of experiment a little bit. And the cool thing about experimenting at MyBookie is that it's real user-friendly and that the customer service is A1. What do I mean by that? 
I've gambled for years, 15, 20 years offshore. There's some places that whenever you win a bet and sometimes it'll be misgraded or or whatever the case is, you want an answer, you hit them up, they'll hit you back with a email saying, give us a few days whenever the, and it's automated. So then whenever that few days comes around, what happens? You end up gambling your winnings. And then before you know it, it's over. You ended up having a deposit again. That doesn't happen at mybookie.ag because they're here for you. The customer service is be- the best in the industry. And that's what you get with my bookie using promo code radio. And you're going to double your deposit. Mybookie.ag. ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. You got anything to get off your chest, anything that your particular team is in a predicament right now. You say, I need a win. I, I can't afford to lose anymore. I'm undefeated and I need to stay that way. The phone lines are open just for that, 713-780-3776. We're going to talk about bets. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to jump into that just now. But I want to touch on something real quick that Aaron told me on the break. I don't know if you guys got to watch UFC yesterday. Um, I would say I'm I'm proud and honored to get to see that moment, that last moment that I'll get to say, man, I, I watched it live and I got to see Khabib go out and say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm retiring. Um, come to find out that there was a lot more going on building up to this fight. And this is what was said. But this guy's been through, we're all lucky that we got to see him fight tonight. Um, and I'm hearing rumors of, of other things that I didn't know about that you guys will hear about when he comes out later, I'm sure. Apparently he was in the hospital, he broke his foot. Yeah. So, three weeks ago. So he has two broken toes and a bone in his foot that's broken or something like that. That's what his corner was telling me. And uh, never told anybody walking around, so... I mean, he is one of the toughest human beings on the planet, and he is just, he's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, and, and seriously, you have to start putting him up there at GOAT status with, you know, whoever else you think is the GOAT. That is insane to me. That is insane that he didn't, first off, mention anything. No one no one from his camp, usually someone will leak it. You know, that that's big news. This is This is a fight that's been anticipated for a long time. Again, I know this is a football show. It's a Sunday show, but this is a big deal. Like he said, he's the he's the best pound-for-pound pound fighter. Now he's GOAT status. I hate to even use that term. That seems like something the hipsters use nowadays. But when we say the best of all time for a given sport, whenever you talk about him and you talk about that given sport in UFC and mixed martial arts, Khabib's name will always come up. What do you think, Aaron, after that? I mean, how do you feel after hearing that? I mean, I think it's insane that he went out there fighting with a broken foot. Like, one, does it speak to how tough he is? Yes. But it also speaks to his dedication to wanting to finish this final fight because we know it's been put off. You know, first it was supposed to happen, his dad died, then somebody got sick, and then he got injured. Like, his last three fights have been postponed for some reason, and now 
he wanted to go out there, just end this, and then call it a career. Like, dude's insane. They're insane, and we just talked about it. Remember on late hits, and it was supposed to be that thirty and zero. But then, okay, now it all makes sense because remember when I was talking to to, to Braddock, and I told you, uh, I said the key was to go thirty and zero and go to GSP. But that was always his father's plan. Now it makes sense that he spoke. He said he spoke to his mother whenever you know his dad first passed, and his mom said his mother said you cannot fight without your dad in your corner. Like we're done. And he, she, he said, I made a promise to my mom that I will. This is it that I want to. And you know that in their religion, they're. I mean, they're not going to go back on on what they tell their moms. They're not going to. He's not a case that I say, man. He'll, we'll see him three or four years down the line. I was telling my wife yesterday, he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be in the cameras much at all either. So what we know of Khabib, I don't think we'll see him much at all as even an image coming up ever again. Um, I think he's just going to be someone we talk about again. Uh, F you, COVID, because. Uh, We'll always talk about what happened to that guy could be when we 20, 25 years from now. It's going to be like, well, his dad died from COVID complications. And it's going to be like, damn, COVID. So uh, I guess to to get that out of the way, man, not to get us down because it is a Sunday morning. 713-780-3776. Let's jump into some football. We have the Packers. We have Aaron Rodgers to deal with. And that's a uh, trouble in its own. It is. And. Boy, they have a lot of injuries coming into this game. A lot of their offensive line is not going to play. You know, I wonder, are the Texans going to be able to get a little pressure on him? The You know, the Buccaneers did, and that's what helped them win the game. You know, you got to wonder, is this where J.J. has a breakout performance? You know, he's a Wisconsin kid playing against the Packers. I mean, they would make sense as a team that maybe would want to trade for J.J., right? We know they struggle against the run. J.J.'s good at that. He's also good at rushing the passer. I wonder if this could be like an audition for J.J. to maybe the Packers make a trade for him. Let me take you back to a time whenever the Texans played the Green Bay Packers on a primetime game. Do you remember J.J. doing the discount double check? Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. I was thinking that on the way here. I said, wow, I remember that, that he sacked him, and then Rodgers threw like four or five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. how did that end? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. And Rodgers went out there, and it was a primetime game, and I just had a bad taste in my mouth. I thought about it. I said, yeah, man, well, I need to have a – and I thought, man, last thing I remember was he did a discount double check, and it was like five touchdown performance yeah. by Rodgers. It was here, I believe, on, yeah. a, on a primetime game. Uh, not to bring up bad memories, but it's got to be better than that, folks, and – Coming into this particular situation, we saw the Green Bay Packers finally struggle last week. I'm not sure that that's what you want. A team that didn't score hardly any points. What, one touchdown on on, uh, on offense? Um, Rodgers threw two picks, pivotal picks in the middle of that game. The game got away from them. They never got back into it. Now you get them here, but talk all week that... Aaron Jones wasn't going to play or was not. Now, all of a sudden, they, they say that they're going to give him a go. As From what I read last night, I don't know if he's a go from this morning. I don't know if they've announced that, but that's got to be a plus somewhat, right, if he's not 100%. Yeah, report. Packers plan to sit Aaron Jones versus Texans. That's, okay. that's on pro football talk, right? Okay, now. so now, and then last night, it was they plan on trying to get him a go, right? So if you're talking about this up and down all week long, and it came to a game day decision, and all of a sudden, he's not, so... They have to take a step back somewhat. I thought so. This morning I checked the team total. It was 29 and a half all week. It's still 29 and a half now. So does that mean they throw more? No. I, I think it's Jamal Williams. Fire him up. Start Fire him up. I mean, even 
even Dylan might be somebody worth starting this week as a flex. Like if you if you're desperate, you're having some injuries at running back because we know nobody's worse against the run than the Houston Texans. We saw that with Derrick Henry last week. That's for sure. So they're they're going to run the ball. It's just going to be other guys. I mean, why wouldn't they? It, it's it's easy. Just hand the ball off. They the Texans are giving up like thick over five yards a carry. I mean, that means they could just line up and hand it off, hand it off, first down. Hand it off, hand it off, another first down. They could do that all day. 5.94 to be exact, Is almost leaning on six. 199.2 yards from scrimmage and nine all-purpose scores in six games to the running back position. Ugh. Now, they are down some offensive linemen today, but I, I don't think it's going to matter, do you? I, they're just going to hand it off. Hand it off or use even the the short pass game as a an, an as a, as extension of the run game, if that makes sense. Get them out in space. You're right. You might see Dylan today. Last thing we saw about Dylan was was his big legs. Remember during yeah. training camp, that was the talk about how big his legs were. And now we're going to see him go off. Someone's going to get those carries because Jones was a big part of this offense. He was, and we saw what a big back and Derrick Henry did to the Texans last week. And Dylan's traits are very similar to Derrick Henry. You know, they're similar size, similar speed. I wonder if it's it's his coming out party this week against the Texans. It, it could be. Is it going to be a big... We know Devontae Adams is going to get his, but who's going to be that second guy? Is it going to go back? Is it going to be a, a Robert Tanyan game? Is it going to be a MVS game? I mean, wh- who's it going to be? You know, Tanyan's been playing hurt as well, but we know the Texans struggle against the tight end. That would not surprise me at all. We're going to get into that. Who's it going to be? Because you have questions. You want to know if there's a bet. This happens to be the most lopsided bet game in Vegas right now as far as discrepancy on tickets and money on this particular game. When we get back, we're going to give you which side is getting all that money. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's Moneyline on a Sunday morning as you get your coffee ready. You're getting that barbecue pit ready. You're getting your barbecue plan in place and you're saying, this is the way I'm going to dissect the day. And it's going to start with this kind of meat and this kind of beer. And this kind of fantasy plays because we're going to give you that today on this show. And we're starting again with that Texans-Packers matchup, which it's got a lot of implications. One for the Packers side. Are they who we thought they were from the beginning of the year where they looked kind of, okay, Rodgers is on an FU tour. And we saw that last season they were maybe disrespected when they made the playoffs. Many teams thought that they were fortunate to make it and have the record they had. Well, they came out this year and they were punching people in the mouth. Without Devontae Adams at points, right? They were still doing their thing. Now they got him back in the big game last week, in the marquee game, a Rodgers versus Brady matchup. And you saw how that went down. Rodgers had his worst game of the season. 
I'm not going to say that that had much to do with anything going forward. Uh, you're going to have that kind of game. It just sucks that it went down in that marquee matchup. But can the Texans make him look like the Buccaneers did, and that happened through pressure? What do you guys think? Can we create pressure? And I say, when we, I'm not a Texans fan, so people say, man, you're talking like a fan. I'm saying here, as a city, as an organization, can the Texans make or create pressure for Rodgers? For me, I don't think so. I think they, they double JJ, and then who else is there to, to get to him? I, I, I just don't. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but I feel like this could be a three, four touchdown day for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he always spanks the Texans. Like, he does. And their defense is, I don't know if I can remember them being much worse than they have been this year. So, no, I, I think it's a big day for Rodgers. I think, I mean, do you really think Whitney Merciless is going to have a great day and, and be putting Rodgers on his back? I don't think so. You had to merciless. I'm like, if this was a practice game, yeah. <laughs> this was a scrimmage, he'd have a hell of a game. He'd have four sacks if it was practice. Now, and I don't, I mean, it's been washed over by now the two point conversion or, or, or lack thereof, com- the converting of it. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. And, I don't care what anybody says. And, and by this time, you, I, I see that you can't change anybody's mind that's on the other perspective. I know. But I'm a numbers guy. So I'm going to go straight off off the numbers. And if you're telling me just because the Texans defense was allowing touchdowns or or they couldn't make a stop that you're not just going to go up by eight and make them have to do that and make that touchdown. And it's it's you're getting too cute at this point. Like just go up by eight, in my opinion, because if you look at touchdown percentage, you have to look at the percentage. Go look at touchdown percentage. And then if you you're going to have to take a little bit off that touchdown percentage of the of the Titans because it's in in smaller amount of time. And then take that off and say they're gonna if they score a touchdown, it's gonna be going crazy. And they probably used a lot of their timeouts. Well, that time clock, that clock is gonna start ticking. You saw what happened to Philly. They didn't even get off a play hardly. You saw what happened in that. I think there's just too much going on. I'd rather you have to drive the field and and score the two and then see what's gonna happen. And don't get me wrong, by this point, if you're if someone's convinced on the other end, I can't convince you otherwise. I'm just going off of numbers, and my numbers are gonna tell me that if you can't rely on that defense. And of course, let them go down there and let them go for two and cool. Let's, but I mean, if you're going to sit there and say that that's and, and say that that's a justified thing, then I don't need. I can't convince you otherwise. No, and I am that guy. I I'm. I think that was the right move going for it. And here's why: What happened when the Titans got the ball back? They went right down the field and scored a touchdown, right? And then when then in overtime when they won it, they put they, they went wildcat with Derrick Henry. And just punched it right in the end zone. To me, that would have been their two point conversion play. But that, that, that would have tied the game. And that's they would speculation, have right. though. You know what I mean? We're speculating. We we have to see them drive and score. That's speculation that they were running. All but that, they did drive and score and, and tie the, the game. Yeah, but th- we know what is on paper that their drive percentage, touchdown percentage is X, and it's under fifty percent. I mean, they don't score a half a touchdown on half their drives, and the Texans don't allow touchdowns on half their drives. Okay, maybe in that particular situation, but again, you minimize it. So you're telling me that their numbers for the year, not you. I'm just saying, and again, that's why by this point we can't convince each other or that side or this side. It's more of like, hey, it didn't work. We'll never know. But at this point, it's speculating. Hey, they were going to drive down there and score and get the two. I'll take my chances. But again, the other on the other side, they have their point as well. Like you said, hey, we weren't never making a stop. But then I could also say. What does that tell your defense if you're going for two? Then your defense coming out there like, man, they didn't even trust us to make a stop or a two point conversion stop, man. This like, but they shouldn't know? trust them. They're awful. 
What did Derrick Henry do? He, he ran, what, 90 yards? I mean, they couldn't tackle the guy. And here's here's my other reason for this. They had a chance to win the game there, Jerry. If they get those two points, they put the game out of reach. And the decision you make is we have a chance to win the game here. If we play for overtime, we may not get the ball, and then we might just lose. And what happened? They didn't get the ball, and they lost. They, they had a chance with their offense on the field to win the game. They didn't convert it. What I didn't like was the play call. I get Deshaun on the perimeter with an option to either throw options. it or run it, and they didn't do that. They left him in the pocket. The ball got tipped, and they lost the game. It was there, though. Honestly, right. it was. It and if was. it gets there, we not we don't. But again, it's it's a big risk. And if we're saying that this is all due to analytics, then analytics come down to numbers. And if we're talking about numbers, then I mean we could start downsizing everything from they might not get the ball. Well, that's a fifty fifty chance on the coin toss. So if we start doing fifty fifty on the and we start throwing in the numbers of touchdown percentage on the year allowed, and then the touchdown percentage for the Titans. And once you get all those numbers down, they're never going to equal to yeah. Let them drive out and let them get the two. It's never going to equal to that. It's going to be on gut. Like you felt in your heart, you've seen this team enough, yep. and you're saying, you know what? Screw all those numbers. I'm going with my gut call. And that's what Romeo did. He was like, you know what? I'm going with my gut. That's what it came down to. Now all those analytics. And I don't know where the hell uh, the commentator who has a Gannon pulled out that, that card from that I've never even seen. I mean, not like that. I don't know. Who, who ran him that card? Like, hey, get him a card yeah. for the next segment. Well, you, whatever that card is, it's like sometimes those cards, you throw them away. You know when you're playing uh, blackjack at the table and they give you that blackjack card with that you're supposed to do? Sometimes you're just like, you know what? What the hell? I'm hitting. I'm going with my gut. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So, and that's why I said I can't it's convince true. the other side otherwise. No, and, and who knows how bad that defense is better than Romeo. You know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. And, look, there's people on both sides of this, but you had a chance to win the game. You just you didn't get it. And if they would have played for overtime, they didn't get the ball, and they, they would have lost. So You saw Watson's reaction? Yeah, ah! yeah that was a, a huge all over Twitter because he knew the game was over. His defense is terrible. They you can't know, he stop likes, anybody. He's like such a like a football guy, though. Like He's he's like, he's in the game. He doesn't worry about, like, man, what, what's anyone going to say? He, he straight up was in the moment, like when you're flipping a coin with your friend, and you're like, yeah. all right, who's going first? You're like, oh, man. Like, he walked up. He like, knew. Pip. He's like, I'm not getting the ball. The game is over. He knew, and he was right. And then on that Wildcat, though, like you said man i'm doing something when you see henry in the backfield i mean call off the horses everyone jump up to the line something you're Jerry, like, they give up almost six yards of carry yeah <laughs> and yards before contact is what's scary about it because you you're letting an an unstoppable force get for, force behind him you know yes. he, he's getting momentum and then by the time you hit him it's like I feel sorry for those guys. You're like, whenever he crosses the line of scrimmage, and then you're, he's he's coming to the linebacker level, and then that linebacker doesn't have a straight up hit on him, so he comes at an angle and he tries to like arm tackle him. Then you're like, oh, here comes the D back. Ooh, boom! You know, you're just watching it. You're just thinking they're just bouncing. Bow, bow. They are. And what's the knock on Derrick Henry? Right, he doesn't have a great quick first step. Right, Dude. so they you put him in wildcat, he gets started. How the hell is he so his top speed so fast? Like his acceleration isn't there, but his speed, yeah. like his t- whenever he ran that that touchdown, like like there was no cutting him off, like there was no angle to him. He made and it's like, how does a guy that big, his top speed gets to that? I don't understand that. Well, I mean, at the combine, he ran like a four or five flat at almost two hundred fifty pounds. So I mean, he has that in his bag of tools, and you saw that on that long run at the end of the game. Our DBs couldn't even catch him. 
<laughs> yeah, a, our DBs could not catch him. And that's not the only time, though, because we saw it last year in the playoffs. Remember, he yeah. peeled off like a 90-yarder in the playoffs on, uh, what was it, or two years ago on the Chiefs, that yeah, the year that they upset him. Yep. Um, that's just who he is. He gets top speed. You got to make it hit him low. It's all like the fundamentals, and I hate to be that guy like, hit him low. You, you have know? to make Wrap him, him up. stop his feet early. You have <laughs> to make him stop his feet. If he gets anything going, you're done. Yeah, that's it. And it, and you know it's coming. Not to even – I don't even know why we got this far, but if in the Wildcat, man, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't even know we had a timeout. Call a timeout. Do something. I was just uh, he. It's Wildcat. He's running. I just. But don't get me wrong. I've seen him throw it too, though. Sure. You've seen him jump past it. So it, it just. It was a disaster. Whenever they didn't convert it, you already knew right then and there. Like, oh, this is about to be bad. This is a wrap, and and probably a wrap on the season too. Because if they if they get that win over Tennessee, you know, you could make an argument. Maybe the Texans can make the playoffs. But now, I don't feel that way because you figure they're going to lose today to the Packers. Did that just um, – I don't want to put an L in the coffin. Did that lay the bed for the future plans of Romeo? Did that – if they even thought, like, remotely thought, like, hey, maybe if he does well, maybe if he does, you know, overseeds expectations quite a bit, we can leave him and see what happens? Do you think now they know, like, okay, um, let's move forward? No. For me, Aaron, I, I don't think Romeo's ever a real option. I mean, what is he, 72? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, they were never going to – he was never in the long-term plans. I don't care what happened. They were never going to hold on to him. But he actually addressed it, uh, I think it was Monday morning, on why they didn't call a timeout the second they saw Derrick Henry in the Wildcat. If we hadn't practiced that play, I would say maybe they weren't prepared. But that play was run in practice, and they should have been prepared. They knew it was the Wildcat. It's on them. They That's knew it saying. was the Wildcat. And they thought that they knew where the ball was going to go. And the ball started where... They thought it was going to go, but then when the ball bent back, um, the responsibility had been vacated, and so there's a lot of space for the runner. That's him taking the entire defense and throwing them right under yeah, the bus. We practiced a, this, guys. Yes. We ran this in practice. You knew the play, and you didn't do a damn It's thing. not on me. You just stopped. <laughs> and that's just what's so crazy to me, man, because it, it, you know. I mean, there's like not even a doubt. Like If we split it up in percentages – of what they uh, they they did in practice, you know what they go up against. Like, what do they prepare for? You know, the Wildcat Henry in short situations, whether it be goal line or or third and short or fourth and short. Like, hey, we got to focus on this, guys. And then whenever you looked across the line and you saw where the hell's the quarterback? Okay, what's Henry? Then you know that's why he said, "Well, he's the getting guy. the ball." But then I don't like how he says, well, they, the direction of the ball. No, the direction of the ball, it was either going to go left or right. Okay, obviously, or or, or, or the, the middle. But what it would, they didn't even look in place. Like, for me, on a Wildcat, I want, I got to have a, I got to have a, 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 let's say, five down lineman. I want to have, you know, a 5-2, you know yeah. what I mean? With cornerbacks pressed, safeties in the box as well. Get a, a bare front. A, yeah, yeah, a 4-6. You know, I'm, I'm talking about. It didn't look like that. It looked like spread. It looked spread out when he ran through that. It looked like what, like a what was it? A uh, to the left. It, it was to the left in between the tackle and the guard. I guess it, there was nobody there. There was like that line was the line that wasn't even. You have to put more guys on the line and maybe pinch the middle. Or something. I don't know. I'm not trying to be an X and O guys, but I know that when I looked at that before it was unhiked, I was like, oh my god, call they're spread out. They have no chance. Hit, right? Hit the switch. No, it's true. They they had no chance and. The way they were set up, and and they lost. It was one of those things where you knew what was going to happen before the ball got snapped. And he just he picked his spot, he ran it in, and that was it. They had no chance. But 
the place where you do have a chance, Jerry, is at MyBookie. Because MyBookie, you can bet on every single game today. Now, we don't suggest that you bet on every single game today. Jerry does it from time to time, I, I imagine. But... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But no, guys, we have some great plays for you guys today. We got some props we're going to hit you with, and the best place to do it is at my bookie. And it's not just football, guys. It's not just the NFL. You got college football. There were a lot of games yesterday where if you were cashing, Jerry had a good day yesterday. I was watching on Twitter. All you have to do is follow at Jerry Bo Knows. You get those bookie buster picks, and then you go to my bookie. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. And the best thing about my bookie is they will match your deposit. Maybe you're not a big gambler, but you want to you want to dip your toe in a little bit. So you go to my bookie. You go to mybookie.ag. You deposit a hundred dollars, and the great thing is. They will match your $100, so then you have $200 to bet with. And the way you make that happen is you enter promo code RADIO. You want to enter promo code RADIO at mybookie.ag. They will get you set. You want to bet on the World Series? Jerry's got picks for those, too. So you go to mybookie.ag, use promo code RADIO. They will match your deposit, guys. It's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie. Because my monsters are big. HRNP listener line dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. A little bit of Green Day in the background. A little bit of barbecue smoke is what I smell through this microphone. And I smell you about to have a good time. And I smell money in the air. Hopefully that's what's going to happen on a Sunday here with Moneyline. we got about an hour and 12 minutes to kick off. An hour and 10 minutes to get into, I guess, some of these games, some of these betting angles, some of these fantasy plays, because I know you have plenty of them. Let's just get in before we run out of time. Let's go uh, Packers, Texans from a fantasy perspective. Man, I think uh, Devontae Adams, you're firing him up. I know Bradley Roby's probably going to be on him a lot today, but I don't know if it matters with Devontae Adams. You're starting him every week anyway. Here's the real question, and I'll ask you, Jerry. I see a lot of people pushing Brandon Cooks today because obviously he had the big game last week. But what worries me is whoever's in the slot with Jair Alexander, he's a good corner, man. If he's Whoever he's covering, I don't like their chances of putting up big numbers. So you have to wonder, who's he going to be on? And I don't – because they put Fuller and they put, you know, Cooks in the slot from time to time, but mostly it's Randall Cobb. This one's kind of tricky for me on on who's Alexander going to be on because I think I think that guy's going to have a bad day. And you're correct, man. You 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 hit it right on the nail. Like who's it going to be? Because against Alexander's shutdown coverage, check this out. Only two wide receivers have cleared sixty yards in five games. Ugh. I mean, you're not even getting sixty. So then you look at okay, well, how's the production coming from the Texans uh, as of, as of late? Well, we know. Fuller's getting his, and he gets 32% of the, of the balls, and then it goes down to Cooks at 26. So who gets Alexander's coverage? I think it might be Cooks more. Yeah, and, and that's what worries me this week because you hate a coin flip when you're trying to give people fantasy advice. All we can do is predict who we think, 
like how they're going to play the game, but you don't know for sure. You don't know who, which corner they're going to put on which receiver. You, you just do your best guess. So I would say, you know, be careful with that. And Will Fuller last week, yeah, I mean, that touchdown was great, but I mean, that was a blown coverage. You know, I mean, nobody was running with him down the field. Or is that going to happen again? When you look at his stats, Will Fuller, 100-plus yards and or a touchdown in five of the last six games. Is there any, I guess, advantage of maybe looking to trade him at his highest moment, yes. you think? Yes, trade. You think yes. so? You, Get and, him out of here. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, And people would take him right now. Yeah. If, Sample guy, the guy's like, hey, you know, that guy that always says on a 16-game sample, if you start doing sample sizes on Will Fuller and start taking out the injuries, I mean, he's a monster. He's a hoss. He is. There's teams out there that need not him to be a, a, a one or, you know, a two Just slash be, three. Be the deep threat. Right? Be the deep threat. Could this be a moment to sell high on one Will Fuller? I think so, guys, because, look, this is the last year of his deal. He's a rental. So, you know, whatever team gets him, you know, half his salary's basically been paid because half the season's over. And then he's a free agent next year, so you're not locked into anything. I mean, we talked about the Packers. You know, why didn't they go after Kenny Stills in in the preseason, right? Because they don't have anybody outside of Devontae Adams. That would make some sense. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, give me some Will Fuller. He would love to have that deep threat. Like, I mean, who? what quarterback doesn't? But what quarterback... Does, wants to have a receiver that he can't rely on when it comes playoff time as well. It's a contract year, though, right? If he's ever going to play you, through injury, this is the year. You might as well get something from him too. Like he's a rental, basic at yes. this point. What are the? If you had to give me right now, chances that let's say Will Fuller continues at this pace, um, doesn't get injured, which it's 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 tough to say. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, but let's just say. What's the percentage of chances that he's in a Texans uniform still that they go ahead and resign him? Or is there really nothing he can do because he's going to command X amount of money if if he does stay healthy with the numbers he's producing? Do you think it's off the table that he even suits up again? Well, I wouldn't put anything past the Texans as far as making bad personnel decisions. But he's proven to me he can't stay healthy. I'm not giving him a big contract. You guys are done with him? Yeah, 100%. That's why you move him, you move him now. You get something out of it. Like, I don't care who it is out there that's – Maybe their agent is already talking to the Texans because they're actually doing a job for another team. But if you're even a candidate, if your agent has even talked to you about, hey, Texans might be showing interest, we'll talk more about it when the season's over or on the bye week or whatever, my immediate thing is I'm worried about my job, but in the back of my mind I'm already going through like, well, if this is my job, I'm cutting him, I'm cutting him, I'm cutting him. I already know if I'm, you know – Lewis Riddick or anybody in the back of my head, I know at the back of my head, Will Fuller is not going to be a Texan next year. If he's still there when I get there, bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, get something for him now. This reminds me of, remember right before the MLB trade deadline when Zach Grinky was pitching really well? I was like, trade Grinky now. You know, go get something for him. You know, he's pitching great. He's on the books for a ton of money next year. You know, trade him now. And I feel like that with Fuller. Trade him before he gets hurt again. And I think that's what the problem then was. With the Astro situation, is it is it time to pull the plug on right. the season? Like, what are the real expectations? Well, with the Texan situation, like you said, last week was a crucial point of, well, what is our season going to be? Well, now that you know, okay, this is a, a building process as far as they still got to find coach. They still got to figure out more weapons. 
they're pulling the plug, uh, it seems, or a lot of fans are now starting to say, and we even saw it, it, rumors after last week's game saying that the entire wide receiver group could be up for trade. Like, hey, they're available if you need three guys that, yeah. that you know, that we're, one of them is oh, cops being overpaid. Um, you yeah, know, nobody's you, trading for cops. And that's contract. what I was telling people. Yeah. It's it, You can... You can construct a whole bunch of Texans players and say, hey, yeah, we can get off these all the books and trade them. Like, I'd like to do it like this. We all have that friend that has that collection of baseball cards, a bunch of them, like a bunch of them, right? I have one, and I, I know this particular situation. So he comes over, and he's like, man, I got all these badass cards, Jerry. And I was like, oh, really? We could sell them. Man, we pull them out, and it's like all these like 10-cent cards, 5 cents. Well, I look at them. I look through about 100, you know, just taking them out. I'm like, dude, these are like, I mean, he's like, bro, that's. That's Spud Webb. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay, it's this one's worth a quarter. And then he has the audacity to look at me and go, bro, that's a lot of dimes and quarters. <laughs> He's like, I got like boxes at the, of these at home. And I, it comes down to, well, you have to find somebody to, to buy these 10-cent quarter type players. And like, a thousand people to buy. Why are you wasting my time? Yep. You know what I mean? That, that My friend wasted my time, brought over. I'm talking about, you know, every friend, he has them still in like the, in the binder with, with the slit, with the little plastic slip on. Hey, yeah. Yeah. He comes over and he tells me, he's like, Hey, I'm telling you, I got some hitters. I, I got the Billy Ripkin with the FU on the back. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you, you know, Anthony Penny Hardaway. Yeah. He puts the, you know, Penny, huh? You know, you remember little Penny? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Rookie card, and it's like the one that came like out of a, a out of a, a cereal box. I'm like, bro, John Olroot. That's not even right like here. a Fleer, you know. It's not even. It's not like an upper deck, you know. What is this? I'm sitting here looking like, why are we doing this during football? And then like after it's all said and done, like I said, I t- I'm trying to let him down easy without breaking his heart. I'm like, man, there, there's a bunch of like, you got a couple ones that are dollar quarters, and he's he's more on the line like, well, we got to find a buyer. I'm willing to make a deal now. <laughs> And I, again, that's what the Texans are. And I like, no one's trying to make a deal for those little cards that you overpaid for. No, no, they're not going to value them the way that the Texans do. That's why with Fuller, maybe you get a fourth, a three or a four, because you're just renting him for a half a season. You know, maybe you could get a three or four. and But take it. You don't have a one or a two. Texans don't have a first or second round pick. <laughs> you know, like get some draft capital in here. That's why I asked whenever I hosted the other day, I said, what are we expecting for the guy coming in? Because he's got to be looking at them when, in negotiations. He's got to look at them. He's going to roll up his sleeves before he signs. He's going to be like, all right, let's be real here. What do you expect out of me? Because money-wise, I'm pretty capped off. Yep. Draft pick-wise, I'm, I'm pretty capped off. So what are you really expecting of me? Like, wh- what are we really doing? And they're going to come back, well, well, you have the primed years of Watson. You got to make this work. Yep. So the guy that comes up, he's got – Big shoes to fill. It's not just as easy as saying, man, let's just, let's just will them and deal them. It doesn't happen like that. No, and I feel like that's kind of the deal with the Rockets to where they're going to go cheap with their GM. You know why? You can't trade Eric Gordon because you can't get rid of his contract. Harden's not going anywhere. And that's look, the Mitch Richmond card. Yeah, and it looks like they're not going to trade Westbrook. They're just going to go at it again. So That's the Horace Grant card. It is. So why do you need a great GM if his hand, if he's handcuffed and he can't do anything anyway? They're just going to roll out the ball and, and do the same thing this year, next year. So that, that's what's going to happen. So I feel like the Texans, they're in a tough spot, man. Alright, well we hopefully we put you in a good spot. It's 11 a.m. The second hour starts next, and you know what that means. It's everyone's favorite segment. It's money on my mind. It's Josh getting flexy here for all the for all, oh, I'm sorry, Holly. The wife is listening. For all the fantasy players in the world, Josh is gonna get flexy on ESPN 97.5. I've been blind for a while now. Yeah.
me quarantine, living with my kids, trying to teach me how to cha-cha. ESPN 97.5.